Chapter Twelve of In New England Fields and Woods. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. In New England Fields and Woods by Roland E. Robinson. May Days. The lifeless dun of the close cropped southward slopes and the tawny tangles of the swells are kindling to living green with the blaze of the sun and the moist tinder of the brook's overflow the faithful swallows have returned though the faithless season delays the flicker flashes his golden shafts in the sunlight and gladdens the ear with his merry cackle the upland plover wails his greeting to the tussocked pastures where day and night rings the shrill chorus of the hylas and the trill of the toads continually trembles in the soft air the first comers of the birds are already mated in nest-building, robin and song-sparrow each in his chosen place, setting the foundations of his house with mud or threads of dry grass. The crow clutters out his softest love-note. The flicker is mining a fortress in the heart of an old apple-tree. The squirrels wind a soft ruddy chain about a bull in their love-chase, and even now you may surprise the vixen fox watching the first gambles of her tawny cubs by the sunny border of the woods the gray haze of undergrowth and lofty ramage is turning to a misty green and the shadows of opening buds not the meshed shadows of twigs on the brown florist floor which is splashed with white moose flowers and buds of bloodroot like ivory-tipped arrows each in a green quiver and yellow adder tongues bending above their mottled beds and rusty trails of arbutus leaves leading to the secret of their hidden bloom which their fragrance half betrays marsh marigolds lengthen their golden chain link by link along the ditches the maples are yellow with paler bloom and the graceful birches are bent with their light burden of tassels the dandelion answers the sun the violet the sky blossom and greenness are everywhere even the brown paths of the plough and harrow are greening with springing grain we listen to the cuckoo's monotonous flute among the white drifts of orchard bloom and the incessant murmur of bees the oriole's half plaintive carol as of departed joys in the elms and the jubilant song of the bobolink in the meadows where he is not an outlaw but a welcome guest mingling his glad notes with the merry voices of flower-gathering children as by and by he will with the ringing cadence of the scythe and the vibrant chirr of the mower down by the flooded marshes the scarlet of the water maples and the flash of the starling's wings are repeated in the broad mirror of the still water the turtle basks on the long incline of stranded logs tally sticks cast adrift or assembled that the trapper's warfare against the muskrats is ended and that the decimated remnant of the tribe is left in peace to re-establish itself the spendthrift waste of untimely shooting is stayed wild duck plover and snipe have entered upon the enjoyment of a summer truce that will be unbroken if the collector is not abroad at whose hands science ruthlessly demands mating birds and callow brood of all sportsmen only the angler often attended by his winged brother the kingfisher is astir wandering by pleasant waters where the bass lurks in the tangles of an eddy's writhing currents or the perch poises and then glides through the intangible golden meshes that waves and sunlight knit 
or where the trout lies poised beneath the silver domes of foam bells the loon laughs again on the lake again the freed waves toss the shadows of the shores and the white reflections of white sails and flash back the sunlight or the glitter of stars and the beacon's rekindled gleam sun and sky forest field and water bird and blossom declare the fullness of spring and the coming of summer end of chapter twelve